Welcome back to Real Estate Investing with Alex Deacon. My name is Adam. I am here with Alex Deacon himself, the great deacon of real estate. And today we are here to talk to you about the power of pre-approval. Say that five times fast. Alex, good sir, what's going on today? <laughs> the power of pre-approval, say that times five times. Five times yeah, fast. I couldn't even say it once. Right? It took yeah. me six tries to start the show. People just don't know that. I just thought we'd, we'd hit on this because this covers this covers a couple different areas. Not only does this help you as an investor, right? And that's just to have all your ducks in a row. Mm -hmm. But it also helps you as a home buyer, uh, you know, looking to buy your first home or looking to buy your 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 fifth, you know, home that you're going to live in, right? It's very helpful to know where you stand with the banks, how appealing your loan is going to be to a bank. So when the bank looks at your finances, are you going to be a quality borrower for them? It's going to be much easier to get the money borrowed from them. It's going to be at a, a better interest rate. The terms are going to be better. It all like rolls downhill. So the, the stronger you are financially, most likely the better price you're going to be able to get on the house. And I'm going to explain how that works. So... Buying a single family home, right? You're going to live in it. Always, and it's never an exception. It's always. You should start out with getting yourself pre-approved. And I strongly suggest going through a local lender. So you call the agent you're working with, whether it's me or another company altogether. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It's the same throughout. Um, get yourself pre-approved, maybe with a lender that they're familiar with, your, your, your agent. Because local lenders are just going to give you uh, they're more familiar with the, the local, not, I'm, I'm saying the laws are any different or the, the banking laws are different, but just how things work in a local situation aren't how they always work nationally. That you know, so if you're going, you're going online, you're getting um, Rocket Mortgage or some of the other ones. They really don't. And at the end of the day, you're, the rates are going to be just about the same. They're really going to be just about there's un, there's there's only so much latitude that banks have, you know they just can't give money away, so they're you just want to be in the ballpark you want to be fair you know you don't want to overpay it if the interest rates are four and a half and someone's offering you four and three eighths, but you know you're going to get better service you're going to get this you're going to get that I would go with um the four and a half. Because I know the person. I know they're going to give me better rate uh, service. I know I'm not going to have any issues versus four and three-eighths, which you save just a little bit. Maybe your payment's $7 less a month or something. Right. So, you, you know, you have to weigh that that option. But just going back to once you pick someone, that that's fine. But I would pick someone local who's who has a good name and reputation. Uh, you get yourself pre-approved. And what all the pre-approval is going to say is uh, Adam is approved for a... A home payment for up to uh, $1,500 a month. Okay. In many cases, the pre-approval that you get from the lender is not what you really want to purchase. You, you don't want to spend that much in many cases, right? So even though they're going to approve you up to $1,500, it doesn't mean you should spend $1,500. Exactly, right. So chances are you, might, you have a budget in your mind where, okay, oh, good, I'm pre-approved up to $1,500. Awesome. Um, 
I know I want my mortgage payment to be around a thousand. That's all in. That's principal, interest, that's taxes, and insurance. Everything. Thousand dollars a month. Now you have that pre-approval letter from the bank, and if it's a good solid pre-approval, that means they ran your credit already. They've uh, confirmed your income. They've looked at past three years tax returns. They've done all of that. So when you find the house that you want to buy, especially in a market the way it is now, it's a seller's market. So when you go ahead and you want to make an offer on a house, there, there could be one or two other offers in the house or more. You look much stronger when you have a strong pre-approval from a good local lender. Mm -hmm. and, and it shows them that pre-approval that they ran all that stuff already. Okay. Okay? Versus if you're up against another buyer who has just a, a really garden variety pre-approval. Yeah, they're pre-approved, but we still need to run this, 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 and this, and this. Mm -hmm. And you're going to look, so you're going to look much less appealing to that seller selling the home than you are against right. you, right? right? So this buyer here, buyer B, and your buyer A, buyer A is going to be much stronger mm -hmm. looking. So there's a good chance, in many cases, I've accepted offers on properties that I've flipped lots and lots of times where I'll accept the lower offer because I just know, maybe I know the agent who, who I feel comfortable with, or I know the lender, or just in general, that buyer's pre-approval and the amount of money they were putting down, maybe they were putting down 20%, and this buyer over here, buyer B, was an FHA buyer, and they wanted a bunch of closing cost assistance, and on top of that, their pre-approval wasn't as strong, I'll accept the lesser offer. Mm. Happens all the time. Correct. So if you have your ducks in a row, it's not hard to do. First of all, to get pre-approved, it's very simple. If you need to reach out to me, it's alex at alexdeacon.com. I will send you a couple lenders that I deal with all the time. That's that's one place there to start. There you go. Cheap plug. If you want to start Love. with your agent, that's fine. But they're going to probably have an, a, a mortgage company that they use or they've used many times in the past and have had good service with. You reach out to that mortgage broker, that broker or banker is going to give you a pre-approval within 24 hours. Mm. So if you have like your tax returns in a PDF format, shoot them over to them. If you have recent pay stubs, send them over. Mm. Uh, and they'll run your credit report. Right. That's pretty much it. That's right. how simple it is. And they can give you a really strong pre-approval uh, within 24 hours. You know, so if you send it to them on a Friday night, you might not have it till Monday or Tuesday. Right. So some some people don't understand that, that, you know, these these folks could have a life too. So send it over to them on Monday or Tuesday <laughs> and expect it back the next day. That's fair. Right. But get that done. And then those pre-approvals are usually good for three to six months. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Now you're ready. You are armed and ready for warfare. You're ready to go out there and find the property and slam down that solid pre-approval. Now, this goes with uh, if you're an investor also. Mm -hmm. So if you're paying cash, like I'll pay cash in many cases, and then I'll refinance out of it. Okay. If you're paying cash, you need to have the proof of funds available. So the proof of funds means you can show that seller or that agent representing the seller that you have the funds to close. If it's a $200,000 house... You show them that you have $200,000 in that specific account. Okay. That's very important. Because if you have proof of funds versus someone who's getting a loan and you're paying cash, 
Again, I would, as a seller, if you're buyer A and you have cash and you can close in 30 days, mm -hmm. and then you're buyer B who's getting an FHA loan, can't close for 60 days just because they're in some sort of lease and they can't get out of their lease and it's going to take them a while. And, man, I'm going to accept 200000 versus this FHA mm -hmm. buyer, two hundred five. Right. I'll accept the two hundred. Right. Because the two hundred gets me out of that property quicker. Yep. My opportunity cost, which is all the money I have tied up into it, I could do something else with. Three, it eliminates one full month of a mortgage payment and holding cost. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take less money because I'm rolling the dice that chances are I have a much stronger percentage rate of closing and closing quick with this cash buyer than I do with this this other buyer. So those are extreme examples. Right. But that just shows you how important it is whether you're a first-time home buyer buying a $50,000 house or you're uh, an investor buying a million-dollar property. If you have your pre-approval or proof of funds and there's strong documentation on either, you're going to have a better opportunity at, first of all, being the winning bidder, and two, even if you are the winning bidder, but it's a little bit less money, you still have the opportunity of beating out that other buyer because you were just a stronger financially than the, the other person was. It's that's simple. Yeah, it's, it's better better almost resume, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, better resume. So you always basically to to do a little recap here, guys. Let's see. So try if you can. I mean, go with a local lender. Um, work with who you know. Right. A lot of times, local lenders obviously they know the area better. You're gonna have a more personal connection to that person, and what is half a business? Yeah, and and also absolutely get a couple opinions. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's no problem. But you know, just don't. You can't beat these guys up too bad because they're hopefully gonna be your bread and butter and lenders for a long time. And you build a good relationship. But yeah, of course, you don't want to pay six percent when the guard rate's five. Right. That's insane. That's just bad business. But so yeah, you want to get a couple different opinions. But for the most part, they're all gonna be very close. And it's not just percentage rate. A lot of times it's percentage rate plus all the other fees. Mm -hmm. Like they might have an additional $1,000 in fees that that one-eighth of percentage rate that they're giving you lower is actually going to cost you more money. They're, yeah, so they're it's just you have to look at it all the different uh, options. But I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. You're good. No, I'm glad you did because that way – that way, when I when I softball ideas out there, I love when you. So so lo you said local get a local pre approval if possible. Yeah, get a local pre approval. Um, and re remember guys, once you get pre approved, because it does really stack the deck in your favor more so than you know maybe some other potential buyers or investors. Um, that pre approval stands for like Alex said, three to six months. It's a good. I'm just kind of summarizing some some really important bullet points here. Um, so remember, it, whenever you get it done, nothing has to be done that day, and don't necessarily use everything that you're getting pre approved for, guys. That's just what you're pre-approved for. Go in with a strong number, something you're comfortable with. We talk about it all the time on these podcasts, Alex. What's the number one problem? People living outside their means. Mm -hmm. um, so don't yeah, live you, below your means. Yeah, don't use your capital. Delayed gratification. It, 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 it will. 1% every day, baby. But that brought me to another point That's where it's summer, is, uh, Yeah, if you're going to get that pre-approval, and let's just say six months down the road, you know or you really have a good general idea that you're going to be changing your jobs. Mm -hmm. So let's say you're a nurse mm -hmm. and you're going to get a new job as a nurse. That's not a problem <laughs> because you're just, you're taking a new job usually for more money or better, maybe better hours. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's no night term. It's 
the bank doesn't look at that as a risk. Now, if you're a nurse and then you decide to start an ice cream stand, right? Huge, huge problem. Now you're self-employed. The chances of you getting approved, unless you have, unless your significant other is, you know, the, the breadwinner, right, is going to be decimated. Right. You will not get a loan if you're going to start an ice cream stand and you're a nurse. Because you're self-employed, you're going to need like two or three years of track history of the business and all that stuff. But just even if you're, uh, let's say you're a nurse and you're going to stop nursing and you just got uh, your night, your, your um, degree at night and now you're going to be an accountant, mm-hmm. you get a job as an accountant, that still looks risky to the lender. Right. So I said, this person has changed their career from nurse to accountant. <clears throat> They're going to look at that like potential risk. Right. So if you know in your future there's a job change and it's in a completely different uh, field, know, market. A field mm-hmm. then you just want to keep that. You want to let your lender know that. Hey, okay. guess what? I'm, I'm in the process of changing fields or I'm going to go into self-employment. Or if you're self-employed now and then you're going to become a nurse, let's say you own an ice cream stand that doesn't work out for you, and you're going to become a nurse, then... Your lender needs to know that. So the more upfront you can be with your lender, the more, the better it's going to be for you because you could be approved for a mortgage now in six months or not mm-hmm. because you change your status on how much you were making and what happened and what kind of job, you, what kind of field you're in. That makes sense that it would change, though. That, yeah. would, that makes sense that it would change. Of course, was, it, that was a good one. It was short, but it's very, very important to, to know this. And, and uh Short and sweet is good. Short and sweet is always yeah. good. Listen, guys, we hope you enjoyed this uh, this brief little podcast here. Make sure you're checking out all of our podcasts. We have, what are we up to now? It's like 35 hours, something like that? Yeah, we have episodes. Quite a few. We have a lot of episodes of it. I don't even look at the hours anymore. It's just, because uh, some of these 10-minute ones are really good, and some of the ones that we have that are an hour and a half, I mean, they're, they're good too. Mm-hmm. So. We had really good guests. That's why I go back on our catalog. Um, you know, if you're listening to this, obviously, you know one place that you can find them. But, um, you know, if you have a, a personal podcasting service that you prefer, uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, no, I'm sorry, uh, Google Play Podcast, uh, Spreaker, you know, different things like that. Search Deacon Hoover or Alex Deacon. You'll find our podcast that way. Um, search for us, uh, Deacon Hoover, on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter. We're all over the, the main uh, social media hubs there. Uh, dhrea.com is where you'll find, again, these podcasts, our listings, blog posts, updates, um, stuff that's going on with the company here. Um, always check out there and get on our mailing list while you're there too. Uh, we set a lot of listings, um, special listings, uh, you know, just interesting flips that we're doing. Um, and a lot of times we're updating you on Alex's uh, two different workshops, uh, meetup workshops that he does. Um, other than that, we thank you so much for taking time out of your day to spend a little bit of time listening to us talk. We hope you got something out of this for Alex, for myself, and for everyone else here at Deacon Hoover Real Estate Advisors. We greatly appreciate you, and we'll see you next time.